Welcome to Real Money Talks. Real strategies from the money makers and the world changers that you can use to make millions, keep those millions, multiply your wealth, and build your team. Here's your host, author of five New York Times bestsellers, money expert on Dr. Phil, CNN, CNBC, The Street TV, Fox News, and The View, Laurel Langmire. Hi, this is Laurel. Welcome back to Laurel's Real Money Talks. And I bring you people on this podcast who either know how to make money, help you keep money, invest money, and do it with a team. So we are always bringing extraordinary folks who can help you depending on your area of life. And today I have Eileen with me. She is a finance coach. She will help get you the money that you need. And I want to just frame this because a lot of times when people hear it's finance and business credit. They're like, oh, no, 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 no. I don't, I don't need to go into debt. This is not a go into debt conversation. This is, are you an entrepreneur that needs some startup capital? Are you a real estate flipper? My favorite way to use, you know, the finance and the kind of money that Aline's going to help you get. And can you use it for siding, roofing, staging furniture? Like there is such an extraordinary need for cash. And when you can do it for 0% for a very long time, last I checked, that's free money versus a hard money lender. So from that to I call vendor financing or inventories, there are so many ways for you to get really great financing to help launch your business. So those are the ways we love to do it. Don't think about it as that. Think about it as access to capital that you don't have today. So with that, Eileen, welcome to uh, Laurel's Real Money Talks. Thank you, Laurel. I'm so glad to be here to be able to help the community, especially with the financial part, because it's such a big part of what we need to be able to grow and scale. Well, and so many entrepreneurs need money and they they need it at the last minute. They'll call and say, oh my gosh, you know, I can't get this and I can't get this. And as the old adage says, when you need money, you can't find it. So I love being prepared. And even if you don't use the financing, I want you to engage with Eileen Say, you know, what can you get me? What could I qualify for? Or what are the terms that my business needs to be doing so you could get some in the future? So she'll guide you. And I'm going to go somewhere else. Even if you have really bad credit, whatever you did to yourself, like you have to fix your credit. She's got an amazing credit repair. So this is from building back your credit, whatever you did to yourself, to taking it to the next level, putting in business credit and having access to funding. Business owners need it. Number one reason why most businesses go down is their lack, their lack of capitalization or their lack of finding capital. So uh, with that, Eileen, I'll start with the first question, which is, what got you interested? You've been a client of mine for a while. Love that you're in this space. I think it's such a critical space for people to engage in the way that you have that conversation. But what got you interested? How did you get started? So for me, it all started with, like you were just saying, the personal credit. You need to take care of your personal credit. And with me, it was going through a financial mishap after a divorce and having to learn how to recover from a financial tragedy. So having done that, I started to build a business around that where people saw how I was able to improve my own credit after a bankruptcy within a year and realizing that there was a need for this in the community. And the business credit aspect came along because there's so many entrepreneurs that, let's face it, we're we're funding our businesses with our personal credit and it's really affecting our scores and our families and our growth as a business. So getting into the business credit world of the financing end, I have an opportunity to be able to teach something that I had to go through and learn myself. And so let's start with kind of the basics. 
obviously there is an opportunity to repair your credit, whatever, like you said, a lot of people go through divorce or foreclosure and they're still recovering. Um, what's shocking is, you know, 2010 was more than seven years ago. And so people are, haven't taken it upon themselves to really recover their credit. So let's talk though about personal and business credit. I think personal credit is sort of obvious. I think most people know it. What's the difference between personal business and why do you need business? So with your personal credit, you have five different factors that determine a credit score and everything you do in that world affects you personally and you have liabilities and risks involved. With your business credit, your business, because it now has an EIN, because that's the first thing you want to do is get an established business, you are able to build credit in the name of the business where the owners are not responsible. They don't have to give a personal guarantee. And your borrowing power has increased significantly because it's based on the business's ability to pay, not the owners. So that's the big difference there. A lot of people don't understand as a entrepreneur, you want to have your business entity set up first, and then you get your business credit start to be built in the name of that business. And why is it important to keep them separate? I mean, I, I asked that question, and I mean, I, it seems like an obvious answer, but you can also elaborate on what you've seen and I've seen is a lot of the reason why their credit is tangled in the first place is they don't even keep their credit cards separate from business to personal. Exactly. So talk about the separation. Yeah, when you're using your personal credit to build your business, you're putting so much risk on your family, on your assets, you know. We've had conversations. People are taking out second mortgages. They're trying to get personal loans so that they can build their business. And that all, it's just like you're building a house of cards that's just going to tumble down on you. So you want to protect your family. You want to protect your assets and get that business credit going. And it's so much easier than what people would even think. In business credit, there is only one thing that determines your business credit score. And that's just how you pay your bills. In the personal world, you've got over five to 10 different items you've got to worry about. So go into detail because that, that, that was my next question is one of the first homework assignments I give people, you know, just from a, give me a basic P&L and a balance sheet and it's all collapsed. I said, you know, I want one from your personally, one for your business. And a lot of times if you're new or you just haven't been informed properly, you should have a credit card for your business, credit card for you personally, and then however many other companies. If you have 10 companies, you need 10 credit cards. And they all should stay separate. Is the easiest answer for bookkeeping is to keep it all clean. And one of the reasons that I'll just leave you and then I'm going to let you talk for a while on this because this is so critical. I would say separate your cards. Like go back through your credit cards. What was personal? What was business? And then, you know, really build ideally an Excel spreadsheet. What What did you spend out of your credit card that was personal what was business so we at least have that analysis which is different and then fund your business account a lot of the reasons exactly what you said is people don't build business credit because they're paying their business expenses out of their personal account so we always say go fund your business account even if you have to personally loan the money so that's enough of a setup yeah i know you have a lot more detail and i really want you to go into detail on this i think it's one of the biggest beginner mistakes is how do you start using your business credit card and your business as an expense when you're not making enough cash? Exactly. Well, one of the one of the key points, you do not want to commingle these funds because you, you have compliance issues there. And if you're using your personal credit cards to run your business, when it comes to tax time alone, there's there's a lot of issues there for you. So what Laura was just saying, to your point of make sure you have a list of what all your personal credit cards account 
where the money is, what you've been spending, what you've been spending it on, because now you have an opportunity. If you've been using your personal credit for business expenses, you can transfer that to a business credit card. There is a way to do that. I've had several clients where we've been very successful in making that happen. And the reason that you want to know what you're spending and how you can transfer is because, let me go back to the five factors. You have five main things that you do in your personal life that make up your FICO score. And 35% of your score is how you pay your bills. And the next big step is 30%. And that is how much of your available credit that you currently have are you actually using? If you are, and a lot of people are, I have seen it day in and day out, maxing out on your credit cards, your score is going to be a lot lower. And now you're hindering your opportunities to not only get credit in your personal world, but to be able to build the business credit. So everything starts with your personal credit. One of the first things I look at when we do an analysis is your three-in-one credit report. We see where you are, we look at where you want to get to, and then we can build a strategy around that. Now, what's great about the business credit is your score is only based on one thing, and it's how you pay your bills. It's so much more easier to establish and to get you going. Starting from the beginning, you need to understand where your personal world is with your personal credit, your scores, and all of the credit cards have to be listed in in a format that you know what you've been spending. And if you don't keep track of that, your bookkeeping in your business world is not going to be easy. Does a little bit of that help? Yes. So, Eileen, talk more about just the bookkeeping side of credit. I just want you to deepen that because earlier you said there's about you know, I would say five to eight things that you can't business deduct and everything else. So enlighten us. I know this is an tax or a bookkeeping conversation, but it does matter on how this is tracked. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. So you, you have to keep your records in order. Like I said, most entrepreneurs, when we start, and I did it too, when we start our businesses, we're using our personal credit. We're using lines of credit. We're going to friends and families. We're incorrectly going to banks to try to get loans. And we have a personal guarantee where if anything defaults, you're liable. So you want to make sure that if you have three credit cards or 10 credit cards, you need to have a list because your bookkeeper, you'll drive them crazy if you don't already have some of this in place. And there are software programs out there to do it. There's plenty of people within our community that can help with that. You want to make sure you have a detailed list of what the credit card is, what your interest rates are on those credit cards, your limits how much you are paying on the monthly, because all of that matters. You're going back to the five key factors that determine your FICO score. 65% of it is how you use your credit and how you pay your bills. If you pay attention to just that in your personal world and you don't apply for a lot of new credit, because that's another 10%, you're going to be able to have a credit score that when you do go into the business credit world, that will help you. It's not necessarily needed, but it will help you. And the bookkeeping part of it is instrumental when you're going from the personal side to the business side, because now you're going to be more in tune to keep track of the things that you're spending in your business. And that's going to help you with the taxes. So let's talk about the biggest mistakes. What are the biggest mistakes? They have a company, they start working with you. I still know, I've seen it over and over, they all tangle it up. So what are the mistakes and what are the first things they need to do so that doesn't happen? So the biggest mistake that I have seen is that people are applying for credit and trying to secure business loans before they even have the foundations of their business established. 
That is the biggest reason that they'll fail and they'll get denied because they don't know what the underwriting guidelines are. They don't know what the lenders are seeking out. And again, it goes back to your personal credit score. I can't stress it enough. If they're looking at your personal life and they see a lot going on there and you look like a risk, it's going to be detrimental to getting that business credit. And there are ways to avoid that. It's building the foundation of your business. The next thing is actually going into a bank and just saying you want a business credit card and you put your social security number on the application. If they don't ask you for your articles of incorporation and your operating agreement from your business entity, you are not getting a business credit card. You're getting a credit card that'll have your business name on it and your name, and it'll be reporting to your personal credit file, and you want to avoid that at all costs. So there's this 30% rule, utilization of 30%. So, and I know it's a huge mistake, because what I also find is people talk to you and then they'll do their favorite thing, which is go talk to their friends and family who don't know anything, who will give them different advice, and then they'll do something additive that will mess it up. So really talk through, like the minute they start working with you, that level of mistakes in detail. Like you literally will tell them when to pay off something, do something, that 30% utilization, go a little further into those details. Exactly. So when we do it, I do an extensive analysis with someone. And again, it all starts with the personal credit report before we even get into their business credit needs. And we look at all of the different accounts that they have, what types of accounts they are, revolving or installment, if it's a mortgage, if it's an auto, it makes a difference what's reporting on your credit reports as to determine that FICO score. We look at how much, that's where this 30% ratio comes from. From 30% of your FICO score is based on how much of the available credit that you have on your revolving credit cards that you're actually using. You want to use under 20%. So if you have a $1,000 limit, you do not want to use more than $200 any given month. Ideally, you want to pay it off every month. That's not reality in our world today. Try to keep it under that 20% usage. So we determine. Based on looking at all the different accounts that you have, we determine how we can then go ahead and get those items paid down. It's much easier for you because sometimes you don't know what you don't know, right? So it's easier when you're working with someone who can point things out to you to be able to help you determine, well, should I pay this off? Should I do this? And get a plan of action into place that's actually going to benefit you. And that's primarily the first step that we take with our clients. Let's go the other way. What's the easiest way to build business credit? I mean, and really, really micro talk about, and like you said, spend it, pay it, spend it, pay it, like from the most basic to a little more advanced. Easiest way. Okay. So the easiest way is to learn what the foundations are for building business credit. And there's about 10 different points you need to know. So the first being you need to have a business. If you are a sole proprietor, you cannot build business credit in the name of your business because you don't have an entity, which is the EIN number, to back it up. So number one, build your business, get that structure in place, get that EIN. The second step you need to do is in the business credit reporting, there's three agencies. Dun & Bradstreet is the number one. Experian and Equifax Business are the other two. Dun & Bradstreet requires you to have what's called a DUNS number, the data universal number. That's how they keep track of all of the businesses. Just like your EIN keeps track of your business, Dun & Bradstreet will assign a DUNS number to you. 
It takes a while to get that number. And yes, it is free. So after you have your EIN, you need to get a DUNS number. Actually, I'm going to let you keep going, but I want you to dig in a little deeper into the Dun & Bradsburg because what you just said, I think, is completely misunderstood. And Most people think you have to pay for it. Yep. I do know uh, you can clarify if I'm uh, you know, out of date, but I know in the past they used to sell your data. So maybe finish the like 10 steps, go through that. But I want you to dig deeper into Dun & Bradstreet. I'm glad, you know, I'm glad we went there. So Dun & Bradstreet, they've been around for quite a long time. They are the number one business credit reporting agency in our country. Experian and Equifax came on board also, but Dun & Bradstreet is the, I'll call it the godfather of them all. And anyone that's going to research your business for a loan or you want to sell your business, all of your data is going to be put into Dun & Bradstreet's profile. Now, the DUNS number, like I said, it's, it's a data universal number system. And what that does for Dun & Bradstreet, it allows them to quickly identify your business, who it belongs to. They have all of your personal information on there because you're the business owner. They have all of the business information on there. And you can go to their website to get a DUNS number for free. When you do that, they will continue to call you to try to sell you something. And you don't need to do that. You just need the DUNS number. And when you apply for that, it takes up to 30 days. Some people have gotten it in seven days, some in two weeks. Once you have that DUNS number, it is very powerful for you to be able to build your business credit. So go back to, and I kind of interrupted you on uh, Dun & Bradstreet, but you said they're like just really understanding business credit building and there were like 10 things. So continue a few more of those steps. And those of you listening, make sure you have a pen and paper. Absolutely. So let me start at the beginning. The very first thing, these are your foundational basis to build your business credit. One, you want to get your business established as an entity. Get your EIN number. Once you have that EIN number, you are then going to go to Dun & Bradstreet and get your DUNS number. And the reason you have to do it in that order is because they're going to want to know about your company and they need that EIN. The very next step is you want to get your business checking account set up. And this is where you will need your articles of incorporation, your operating agreement. You may even need the seal that you'll get once you get all your paperwork established. You need to physically take that into the bank, let the banker know you're opening up a business checking account. And at that point in time, you can ask them for a business credit card and make sure that they do it in the EIN, not your social security. Now, some banks will ask you for your social security number because they want to know the risks that they're getting involved with the owner. However, the business credit card will actually be in the name of the business with your EIN. The next thing you want to do is you need to have, for underwriting guidelines and the foundation of your business, you need to have a website. A lot of people say websites are dead. I do not think so. In the underwriting world for lending, they still want to see a web presence and they will validate who you are. And in that web presence, you're going to have your phone numbers listed. And it needs to be a landline. It can be directed to your cell phone if that's where you do most of your talking. You'll want to have a fax number, believe it or not. <laughs> they still want fax numbers. And then you want to make sure that your address, your business address, is not a post office box. 
Now, you can have a business address with the P.O. box if you're just getting mail there, but they want to have the physical address listed on your website. And then the next point is all of your documentation from the beginning of getting your business established, getting your articles in corporation and your operating agreement, any licensing that you need to have in your particular expertise of business, they all have to match the same as far as the name, address, the phone, and the owners. Even if you use your middle initial or one, all the documentation has to have your middle initial because the underwriters will look at every single piece of this particular puzzle to make sure that you're in compliance with what they want to do for lending purposes. I believe I covered most all of them there. Not sure if I forgot. Yeah, it's brilliant. That's <laughs> brilliant. The one thing I want to ask you, though, is can someone transfer their personal credit, you know, Absolutely. that they use with the business? Like, how do they transfer? Absolutely. So what they going back to what we said earlier about making sure you have meticulous records when you have that list of all of your credit cards in your personal world and the expenses that you have been using, you're going to earmark those for business expenses. We can then go and apply for it's usually a zero percent interest credit card when we get you started, six, 12, 15 months down the road there, you can actually transfer because you can prove that they were business expenses. That's why it's important to keep track of everything and note what it was paid for. So then now we'll be able to take that personal credit card and get you a business credit card and do a balance transfer. And now your personal world and your credit score have improved because you removed that amount of money and now your business is starting to get established because you have a business credit card. That's awesome. And what do you do when you have multiple corporations? As most of our clients and folks that listen to this podcast, they're not usually a sole proprietor. They're at least at least have one. So what do you do in those situations? Right. So if you have for every business entity that you have, you have a business credit card. You build a business credit profile under each entity. Because you're not building it under your name, you're building it under the name of the business. In your personal credit world, you have a report that's in your name only, because you can only be one person. In the business world, if you have four, five, six, ten entities, each one of those will have its own business credit profile. And the beauty of that is each one will now be able to qualify for additional lending resources. So as you are growing, you have more opportunity because you've established the business credit in each one of those entities. And so let's talk about fraud, you know, with your specific business credit, your EIN, I'm going to say even your own personal social security number, like how is there an agency that helps monitor against fraud? How does that happen? Absolutely. We work with a, a resource where we have both the personal and the business that you can have identity theft protection. And there are a lot of different agencies out there that do that. A couple of things that I want to point out about protection on this is when you are opening your checking account, make sure you review with your banker what their banking agreements are with the UCC. Make sure they're covered. It's the Uniform Commercial Code. Make sure their policies and procedures are covered so you know what's going to happen in the event that someone does hack into your business checking account. And also, another way to avoid the fraud is a lot of business owners have multiple computers. Try to use one for your business and make sure you have a very strong password. You change them often. You don't use public Wi-Fi as much as possible. And 
And you want to make sure that you have a commercial antivirus or anti-spyware software put on that platform because as we all know, this is a big risk for you with your business. Bad enough it happens in the personal world. We can combine that together so we're covering both your personal and your business world. So that's it takes a lot of the stress off of you. Last question is how do the business owners know that their EIN is not being, you know, misused or misrepresented? Same thing with the um, identity theft protection and fraud protection. You have monitoring, monthly monitoring for that. And if anything comes up from one day to the next, you will get alerts for that. A lot of people use personal monitoring for their credit reports and they get messages on their phones via text or via email or even a phone call when something's happening. The exact same thing happens in your business world and you want to make sure you have that set up. It just gives you peace of mind. So those of you listening, as you know, you go to asklaurel.com. That's A-S-K-L-O-R-A-L, asklaurel.com. Ask a question, make a request, and we will make sure that we uh, respond at all times to any podcast or any even just money question. Eileen has a free ebook that you use to get started. So talk about how to get started and a little bit about your ebook. So a lot of what I've just been talking about, if you didn't have an opportunity to take notes, you were traveling, listening to the podcast while you're on the phone, everything will be in this ebook. So it's really a good starting point. It's the official business credit builder checklist. And um, that will give you a lot of the information we've just talked and even more. And you can always reach out. Awesome. So give your website really quick. So we're at thecreditgal.biz. So spell that all out one more time. Sure. It's T-H-E, credit, C-R-E-D-I-T, gal, G-A-L, dot <laughs> That's great. That's great. So Eileen, any uh, last words of wisdom to the folks? I appreciate you being on uh, Laurel's Real Money Talks today. I thank you very much for the opportunity. I just want to make sure that people don't make the wrong moves, not when you have a resource available to help you make their decisions. Just reach out. Absolutely. Eileen, thank you. And I know uh, your amazing husband, John's out there too. So thank both of you for being on the podcast. And those of you that want more information, again, go to asklaurel.com. You go to her website. And uh, this is critical. You've got, you have to start today. People put this off for so long and don't want to do any recovery or they're embarrassed about their credit or they haven't started. It's just a start today. So look forward to uh, our next conversation on Laurel's Real Money Talks. And thanks for listening. Thanks for listening to the Real Money Talks podcast. Your host has been Laurel Langmire, author of five New York Times bestsellers, money expert on Dr. Phil, CNN, CNBC, The Street TV, Fox News, and The View. Want to learn more about off-Wall Street investing, tax strategies, and multi-million dollar business strategies? Visit liveoutloud.com slash podcast for past episodes, show notes, and resources. For some special wealth building gifts only for Laurel's podcast listeners, visit liveoutloud.com slash podcast gifts. Do you have a burning question for Laurel? Visit asklaurel.com to submit your question, and it may just be covered on a podcast episode. So stay tuned and be sure to subscribe to get new episodes every week. Every week.